Hi, my name's Ryan. I've been a supporter of Paul's for many years now. I wish to get the podcast and video creation part of the system we call Paul back up to full speed. And I think Patreon support is a big part of that system. Go over to patreon.com slash paulwheaton. Make a pledge for each artifact that Paul creates. Again, the site is patreon.com slash paulwheaton. You can also find the link in the podcast notes. Enjoy the podcast. Welcome, everybody, to Permaculture Smackdown. My name is Josiah Wallingford, and my esteemed colleague, Paul Wheaton. So we do this every week, and uh, glad to have you. Today, we're going to talk about residual income streams. Uh, let me first tell you a little bit about how this works. If you are a Patreon follower of Paul Wheaton's or a customer of Permi Ethos, as in you've taken an online educational course from the greatest online educational course school out there, uh, you get access to the live um, broadcast of this. You get to join the audience. You get to chat with us. You get to tell us your thoughts and uh, share your experiences with us. And we look at them and talk about them. And sometimes we even bring you on to the show if you want to do that. So uh, thanks for coming. Cool. So residual income streams, Paul. Um, I have a shitload to talk about within this subject, a bunch of different uh, things that I've done and ideas I've had that I would love to share with the audience. And you have uh, quite the story in your, your life, how you you got to where you're at using residual income streams. Uh, I, I would have to say I kind of stumbled onto it accidentally. Um, and, and what I did was, is, is I had, uh, I just kept writing articles and writing articles and putting them up on the internet. And then at some point, somebody told me about Google uh, AdWords, AdWords, AdSense, Google AdSense, and uh, and and so I stuck the banners up. They they paid me really well, so I just left them on there. Uh, then they, they, you know, they have dwindled by a factor of a hundred since then, like what they pay. But but still, the important thing is is that um, money kept coming in from things that I wrote. Ages ago, years ago, um, more than a decade ago, money keeps coming in month after month after month. And uh, <clears throat> so I stuck them up with a bunch of stuff, and then I kept writing things, and I kept, you know, when I would remember, I would stick more up. And and then there would be once in a while where it would be like, uh, wow, I've got like $700 a month coming in from all of these little web pages that I made and, and stuff. And, and then... Uh, I would be like, I wonder if I can get that up to a thousand. And it's like, so then I studied SEO and I studied, you know, whatever else to help bring traffic to them. Um, and then I got to the point that I was earning like uh, between fifteen hundred and two thousand dollars a month, and it became clear that, you know, if I could keep my expenses really low, then I I don't have to go to work anymore, and I can focus full time on permaculture, which I've become so obsessed about. So. Um, I made that leap. I did that. Uh, and that's that's that whole era where I'm, like, driving around to different farms and taking little dopey videos and putting them up on YouTube. And then one day YouTube contacted me and said, hey, can we run ads on your videos? And we'll give you half. And and I, I okay, fine. Oh, those are beautiful days. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, of course, everything's gone to shit since then. Um <laughs> But uh, the thing is, is that uh, I, I got to the point that I was, I mean, 
I was I, I got to the way where I was accumulating money. You know, I was I had built up like uh, I think I got to the point where I had built up like seventy thousand dollars in the bank, and I wanted to buy land, but you, you know, I couldn't find any land that I wanted for seventy thousand dollars. And uh, so I was trying to find a scenario where I could either get owner financing or um, lease land or something like that. And um, finally, it was October of 2012, and it's like, I have got to just buckle down. I just need to buy some fucking land. And I've got so much in my head that I want to do, and I've got, you know... I've got to get back to having land again. So um, I turned to the residual income stream kind of stuff and put a lot of focus in that. I focused on Code Ranch and and, uh, how I wanted to run advertising on Code Ranch. And and, um, uh, so I came up with this thing called DX1. And uh, it was called DX1 because it's a devious experiment. And basically the thing is is that the banner ads and stuff were paying squat. So I, I just I wanted something that was not an obnoxious ad. And uh so basically DX one is the predecessor to what we now have on Permies. It's called the tiny ads. I'm sure you've seen them around. I've seen I've seen those, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. <laughs> And then, uh, in fact, I have supported the, your devious experiment and uh, put my ads up too. <laughs> so uh, um, I, I did DX one, and and it was a massive success. And it's like uh, within just a few months, I was able to buy land. And uh, uh, so now we've upgraded DX one to DX five. And uh, we've added a ton of other stuff within both Permies and my Code Ranch site. And I've set it up so that um, anybody can basically do what I did. It's all set up with an affiliate program. And so, uh, I mean, I keep running into people that desperately, desperately want to make the move. But basically what they're looking at is, is it's like that, that if they cut their expenses down to the bone – and if they can somehow get a 10% raise at work, that maybe in like 15 years, they'll be able to buy a terrible piece of land and um, and make the leap. Um, and in the meantime, they've got all kinds of expenses, and that's assuming magical things about uh, uh, like my car never breaks down again and, and whatever else. And so um, I, as I heard all these stories, I kept thinking of like, you know, it would be great. And then, at, oh, and then at the same time, I get all these people who contact me and they tell me, you know what you should do? You know what you ought to do? I love you those. Gotta, you gotta, you gotta make a web page that's all purple. See? See? <laughs> yeah, the conversion and the SEO. I mean, you're doing it all wrong. See? Purple's yeah. in right now. Yeah, yeah, whatever. And it's like, uh, you, oh, you know what you should do? And and so all these things, and I kind of feel like, all right, well, here's what I've done. I have set it up so that all of the products that I have, and so that's going to be the uh, 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 
the Rocket Mass Heater DVD sets. There's so there's a total of two sets. Each has four DVDs. The World Domination Gardening DVD set. The 177 hours of the PDC and the ATC. Uh, and, and, you know, a list and list of other stuff. There's a bunch of stuff. There's got to be like 20 different things that I have now. All of them have a 50% affiliate fee. And then the next thing is, is that if you want to do what I did and tell people about DX5, then you get a 40% affiliate fee. So if if you can move $30,000 worth of DX5, you get 40% of that, which is what? I don't know, like $12,000 or something. So, um, and it's like uh, uh, we got tons and tons of inventory. And so anyway, the, the thing is, and, and then I, I, once once I've made this available to all those people, the great thing is, is now when somebody says, you know what you got to do, then I say, well, then you go ahead and do it. You create a web page and harvest the affiliate. If what you say is true, you'll make a hundred thousand dollars off of you know your truth. You know, what I leave out is, is and of course, if you're full of shit, <laughs> you know, I guess you don't get anything, right? So I, I feel like we've got tons and tons and tons and tons of stuff that's just my stuff. But there's there's my story, just just me. Um, and and it's like uh, uh, I now and now of course too. Uh, in a way, I've got this other residual income stream now, which is all those products, which are just kind of selling right now and there's money that I get each month from that but now I get more because of that and I've continued to push my residual income streams and and so now um, I I have people that are working for me and I pay them and I pay them out of those residual income streams and hopefully they help me you know make those residual income streams stronger yeah yeah you touched you touched on a lot of things on my list um, that I want to go into a little deeper uh, basically when I look at residual income t- streams I think of three things that are three ways of going about it and how you can combine those uh, the first way is to already have money and invest in things that would provide residual income the second way is to build lots of content of, of different things that would bring in income. Uh, and then the third way is uh, a, a combination of the two, I guess. It's a, it's, it takes a lot of upfront work, um, but in the end, you, it makes life easier and cheaper. Um, or it takes a lot of sacrifice up front, and then it makes life easier and cheaper so that you can get the means to provide the first two. All right, so uh, the first one you touched on was real estate. You wanted to get real estate. So getting real, getting those residual incomes to get real estate is a great way to go about it, to, to build your way up that way. Now, one thing about real estate is that in its, it in itself can be a good residual income stream or a good way of reducing your in your outcome right because if you're renting you're paying a lot of money for something that you don't get to keep and so if 
if you can get the property and start living on the property, you're no longer paying rent. You're just paying property taxes, uh, which isn't nearly as much as rent is. Um, and then, of course, you have upkeep on the house and things like that. There are expenses to it, but it is less than renting overall uh, in general. I mean, it depends on where you buy and all kinds of things. So there is that. But I want to focus more on getting to that point. Like getting, if the ultimate goal is to uh, get to the point where you're buying property, we could we could roll with that. And then we'll talk about uh, property itself and how that helps. All right, I want to <clears throat> I want to object, I guess. I want to I want to I want to poop on your uh, uh, position. I want to rain on your parade. I want to fuck up your. Uh, your train there. Um, you want to put the smackdown on, on me? Oh, yeah, there we go. Yeah, baby. Okay, so uh, you're, you're suggesting a rental property scenario as residual income stream, and it's like, I guess you can think of it that way. Maybe. I mean, um, I just kind of feel like if, like, let's, let's say you bought a house, and and then you're renting it, no, no, that's not what I'm talking about. Well, I'm talk- okay. Okay, there's lots of different ways. There's all, you know, but but all right. The thing is, is that let's say you bought a house and it's right next door to you, and you're renting it, and you're because you're wanting it, you're calling it a residual income stream, and and the thing is, is it's like okay, when those guys, uh, you know, don't pay their rent one month, how residual is that? Right, right. You know, suddenly you're over there knocking on the door. Hey, uh, so basically it's kind of like, I do think residual income streams come in many flavors. And because to me that seems more like an investment property. Mm-hmm. Um, now if you're going to down that road, there's also the idea of the residual income stream where you invest wisely in like stocks. To me, that's just total gambling. And, and it's like, but if you do it smart, then apparently money keeps coming back and, and you get, you know, that could be a residual income. So you don't do shit. It is totally gambling. And, and it's all about odds, right? Like, so if you're investing in certain stocks, the odds are much lower that you'll get a gain from it, but the gains you get are higher. But somebody, in order for the gains to be higher, doesn't somebody has to be a, have to be a dumb fuck and lose? Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> what we need is more suckers getting in on the game. That's what we need. No. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so uh, anyway, to me, a residual income stream is like uh, you've done some work, and then from that point on, you don't have to do any more work, and the money keeps coming in. But I do think it's fair to say that there's going to be uh, some things that you could classify as residual income stream where it's like uh, you do so little work it's like you're going out, and, and for every hour you work after this point, then it's like $300 an hour. I was going to get to renting, um, but what I was talking about earlier was not renting as a residual income stream, but ways of getting your expenses down so that you can start residual income streams. And I was just saying that owning property versus renting property, not you renting it out to someone else, but you actually renting Costs more. It costs more to rent something yourself than to own a piece of property and live on it. And so, you by owning the property, if you can do it right away, um, it does help in reducing the outcome, like the uh, what your what your costs are, um, as opposed to having to pay someone to rent their place and spending more money that way. 
Yeah. But a lot of people can't just start that way. So let's talk a moment about. Um, I just I just want I want to say this before I forget, and that is that um, right now a person can go and set up something on AdWords. So that's Google's little advertising program. So that way, when you search for something, it'll appear as an ad. Um, and then I believe you only pay by the click. So if somebody actually clicks on your ad, then you pay for it. But I'm not sure. I've looked at AdWords several times. To me, it is confusing. And I've talked to people that understand AdWords several times. And it's kind of like, if you don't understand what you're doing, you probably shouldn't touch it. Or, or you could read a book, you know, spend three hours reading a book to be able to understand it. But right now, somebody could go and set up AdWords and hook to, like, say, I don't know, my, my PDC-ATC thing with 177 hours. And there's a 50% affiliate fee. So it sells for uh, 125 bucks right now. Um, and so then if you go out and uh, you sell it, I don't know, you get, like, uh, uh, $62, 6250 So then you go out and you, you set it up so that it runs ads on AdWords uh, whenever people search, and it comes up for certain phrases mm -hmm. and I would imagine that you put in a hundred bucks and you're going to get back 300 bucks. Mm -hmm. So you put in a thousand dollars, you're going to get back $3,000 and then you just keep doing that and you can just let it ride. And then, you know, when the money comes in from the affiliate fees, maybe it goes into the same gob of money that pays out to AdSense. They could just go on forever. Just set up like that. You didn't even have to create a web page. Yeah, you're going on to other people's web pages. I would say that, yes, that is a way to do it for sure, um, and you will make money at it, but it is long-term. It's not – so take advantage now is what I'm saying because long-term, that's going away. And the reason it's going away is people have started creating these uh, plugins for browsers that block ads, specifically Google ads, um, because they're – Fucking annoying. And generations, uh, the, the the more technologically advanced generations are all using these kind of software programs. So the people that um, this takes advantage of are those that don't have those like ad blocking programs. And so yeah, you can they're going to see the ads, they're going to click the ads, and you can make some money that way. And it's and it's going to work for now. But once that generation has capped here in 10, 20 years, um, that goes away. But that's a long time, so. I would imagine that the ad blocker software doesn't work on on Google. Yeah, it does. It does? Oh, okay. Yeah. See, I don't, I don't have the ad blocker software. I never, yeah. I never used it. I um, do. I, I have, like, three of them. <laughs> I fucking hate ads. But well, still, you only, if you're only paying for the ones where people actually click on it, then... Yeah. I don't know, it's still working, isn't it? Um, yeah, no, it'll still bring in income. Like, it's a good residual income. If Don't count on it being your lifeblood is, I guess, what I'm saying. Like, don't count on that being what's going to bring you all your income. Count on it as a little piece of income that's going to come in every once in a while. Um, and, so with and, all your ad blocker stuff, when you go to Permies, what does it block at Permies? Uh, I don't have it on for Permies, so I don't. I don't block ads on permies. I, I, I kind of feel like we have we have transformed the site so there are no regular commercial ads anymore. Most ad blockers are blocking services that they know. 
right? right. So, so popular services, Facebook, uh, YouTube, things like uh, uh, Google, things like that. Like, yeah, it, it, and I think we took the, knows that. Then we took all the AdSense off of Permies a long time ago. Um, and so now what we do is is that we only allow the you know the the internal ads the Threadboost stuff which uses the DX5 which we were talking about earlier. And I think we got let's say like for Threadboost I think there's like a dozen different things you could do, and I think we've got four more things in the hopper coming soon um, uh, that we're using. So I guess I guess the big thing is is that if somebody feels like or another one is Facebook I don't know if the ad blocker stuff works on Facebook or not, but it kind of seems like. I know that, like, right now, if uh, we go out to our Facebook thing and, and it's like we're going to tell somebody about, like, oh, we're teaching the PDC, it's like, oh, yeah, we'll tell, um, uh, I don't know what, like, uh, we'll, we'll tell 600 people out of uh, 15,000. Mm-hmm. And it's like, but if you give us 100 bucks, we'll tell, like, all your people. Ten thousand people. We won't even yeah. know. They'll never tell all of them. Oh, they don't. I mean, yeah, they, there is that, and also Facebook does a thing like, okay, you're going to post something. Yes, people follow you and they want to see your posts, but we're not going to show your posts to every one of those people that are specifically following you and wanting to see your posts. What we're going to do is show it to some of them. But if you want, you can pay us money and we'll show it to all the people that are wanting to see your stuff. Um, it's like subscribing to a newsletter and then that newsletter company saying, I'm not going to send your email to all of your newsletter subscribers. I'm just going to send it to a couple. But if you pay me more, I'll send it to all of your newsletter subscribers. And so that's why a lot of people are like, fuck you, Facebook. So, yeah. yeah. Um, but but uh, for reaching pe- – there is a good use in Facebook in reaching people that would not have otherwise known about you. And that's like trying to get the newsletter subscribers, essentially. Yeah. Um, and that would be like, I want to target all the females from this age to this age in these countries that are interested in gardening things like that, you can do that, and then it sends those ads to just those people. And that's where I get careful is, okay, age groups this through this, well, a lot of those age groups have ad blockers because that age group is the kind of people that have ad blockers. So there's no point in me advertising to that. Facebook will recognize it as, yeah, we delivered the ad to them, but they didn't see the ad. It was blocked. So if, so if you get the range, if you do a different range, you have higher, like if you do a range of uh, 50 to 70, the range, the, the chances of them clicking on your ads are a lot higher if your product works for that age group, if it's marketed towards that age group. So, okay, that's getting into marketing stuff. Let's, let's talk about why do people – why should people give a shit, especially if you're into permaculture and homesteading, why should you give a shit about residual income streams? Well, it all starts with ways – I think the conversation starts way with ways to reduce your expenses. And permaculture, yeah. I don't uh, say it's that. It's more like uh, – I, I, I'm kind of thinking, like, I want to get the fuck out of here. I'm working all day in a big brown cloud. Like, when you drive into the city, and you can see it's a big brown yeah. cloud over the city, and it's like, okay, but right now, you know, like, a lot of people have got, like, $5,000 a month coming in, and their expenses are about $5,000 a month. They got, like, practically nothing saved up. Exactly. And they're like, I am, I'm stuck here. I can't. Get out. In fact, I have to show up to work on time because they're looking for somebody to fire now, and I don't want it to be me. 
So I think the best way to go about this is, okay, there's two ways. One is to start building residual income so that, yes, your expenses are still $5,000, but you're getting more income. You're getting more than 5000 in so that you have more money. That's that's one way. Another way is to reduce that $5,000 that you're spending way down or as down as much as possible so that you have more income. I mean, they're, they're both doing the same thing, but one can require a lot less work. So I'm saying that if you can get your expenses down, I think doing that first is priority. And then priority number two is get your residual income streams up. And that combination will get you out a lot quicker. I would I would say it's the opposite priorities. Okay. I, I mean, I, I kind of feel like for a lot of people, it's like uh, basically they've so, they've sold their future self into slavery. You know, they've run up a bunch of credit card debts and stuff. And it's kind of like, uh, you know, as they go and they look at their monthly expenses, it, it's kind of like, man, where can I cut? And, and a lot of people, it's like they've already taken the hatchet to this like twice a month, every month for the last seven years. And... Um, <clears throat> Uh, sometimes, sometimes they're married to a hole in the bucket, and and uh, um, I yeah, I've got some stories in that space. But I'll probably walk around <laughs> those elegantly. Yeah, and, and so then, uh, uh, but the thing is, is that with the so there's a great way to reduce your your expenses. <laughs> All right. Oh, jeez, that opens up a whole big <laughs> can of worms right there, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. All right, all right. So, so the big thing is, is that um, you go out, and in fact, I, I just kind of, I always have this example in my head. I wrote an article about ants and aphids on my apple tree, and I thought it was a pretty reasonable article, but it's very specific, and um, I don't know how often people actually ever go to it. But um, uh, about a year or two years after I wrote it, I stuck the AdSense ad on it, and it started bringing in like five bucks a month. Um, five bucks a month is sixty bucks a year. After ten years, at six hundred bucks, it took me two hours to write the article, so I effectively got paid three hundred bucks an hour. Yeah. And uh, but I wrote other stuff too, and some of them brought in nothing or close to nothing, and some of them brought in a lot. Like wow, people like that one and and it's like I, I wrote the article on diatomaceous earth it's got some links out to Amazon and man people exercise those links um, and so I, it's a significant amount of income coming into me from that diatomaceous earth article yeah <clears throat> um, so ups downs ins and outs you know but you know originally I was writing it writing this stuff thinking I, I'm never going to get a nickel from any of it but when all the nickels st- started to add up, then I, I found out that it's like, wow, I can, I can stop working. And then later it was like, I can go live anywhere I want. I can go and do all these things that you know I was would not be able to do before. Um, and then it added up and added up, and I got bigger and bigger and bigger. And then I was starting to put some away, and then you know, ta-da! All right. Yeah, and, and Michelle says, and then connect with your affiliate program or AdSense. Exactly, and so. Here, I guess, would be my formula for being stuck in the rut. This is what I would do. Um, first of all, I would get into permaculture and preparedness, which to me is the one and the same. Become a prepper. One of those horrible words that everybody hates. A prepper. Become a prepper. Take your bias away. Look into it. Become a prepper or permaculturist. They're one and the same. Um, 
in doing that, you're going to find a lot of fucking projects that are going to come up. You're going to find, like, about food storage. You're going to find about building hugel cultures and swales, things like that. And when you're doing that, video it and write articles on it. There's your content. So now, becoming a prepper, becoming a permaculturist, those are things that reduce your income. You're growing your own food. You're storing your own food. If you get fired, you have food um, available to you, things like that. And at the same time, that's where you can get your content. Because a lot of people don't feel like they have content to share. Like, yeah, I'd love to start a blog, but what the fuck am I going to write about? I work all day, and then I come home, and I make food and sleep. Um, and so I don't have, like, a, a, a big project or things that I think people would be interested in, which is another falsity. There's something that you're doing that people will be interested in. So... Becoming a prepper, doing permaculture is just one way to go about it, that to come up with ideas and things to write about, things to uh, do videos about. But you probably are doing things every day that could be bringing in your money. Um, fixing something at your house. Everybody's got to fix shit at their house. YouTube it. Do a do an article about it. Take some pictures. Um and then do affiliate links. So if you're fixing something, here's the part I use. Here's my Amazon affiliate link to that part. Things like that um, are just ways to it. It makes you better at pro- doing projects. It's more. It's fun, um, and you get feedback. You get to talk to people about things, and you get some income by sharing that information. So that's why I say go down the prepper permaculture route is because you're going to come up with a shitload of projects to do and you're going to have tons of content to share with the rest of the world. All right. Josh says so many people are in that brown cloud and want out. Yep. I don't think the baby steps are clear. There is my baby steps. That's what I'm trying to lay out um, is the baby steps. So I do think we should cover a bunch of different varieties of baby steps because one of the things is is you're saying, look, whatever you're doing, there's something interesting there. Write about it. Video it. Whatever is your thing. And somebody will be interested in it. <clears throat> I've mentioned that to people, and uh, I get, I get uh, 90 95% pushback. Um, either they don't like to write or – don't I mean I had one person tell me that they are still trying to figure out how to, how Google works like how to use Google mm-hmm. uh, some of them it's like they fear the computer entirely they just like they got one it's 10 years old and every time they're forced to use it it's like suffering um, and then others it's like you know writing I think what they're trying to say is is like look I, I'm I'm just barely getting by on this whole learning how to read thing, and now you want me to write? It's like, no, 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 no. So I, I kind of feel like, all right, all right, I got some respect for all of that, and that's that's all good. Um, and so there are, there's lists upon lists upon lists of different things you can do that are different kinds of residual income streams. Mm-hmm. Um, but at, at the same time, uh, and, and I want to say baby steps. I think that's important to say baby steps, and I think the first thing to do is like, Come up with something that you can do that brings in $1 per month. Because if you can get $1 per month coming in, because the way residual income streams work, that's one, you, you do the work and then you step up, step away from it. And then that means that over the next 10 years, 
that one dollar a month is going to bring in uh, hundred and twenty dollars. Is that right? Yeah, hundred and twenty bucks. Yeah. So then it's kind of like, all right, did it take you, you know, four hours to do whatever that was? Then you, you know, that's thirty bucks an hour. That's not too bad. And if it can keep doing that for twenty years, then you've doubled your pay. Um, so. <clears throat> The other thing is it kind of seems like for a lot of this stuff, huh, in fact, this this last uh, uh, week, it's been just brutally painful for me. Um, I've, I'm wrapping up for the for the season on rocket mass heaters, and it is amazing how people want to just stay on the road that they're on, and it's like they're gonna they're gonna drive to Standing Rock and shake their fist. They're going to go and be part of protests. They're going to go and uh, they're going to complain incessantly about problems. And, and, they, and then here I spoon feed a solution. And it's like they can't, they can't shut the fuck up about Tesla. But I'm sorry, a rocket mass heater does seven times more than a Tesla. And so it's like, and it's cheaper, and you can have it in two days. And it's like, so how many of them are doing it? <clears throat> Not that many. Not that many. And it's like, why? Well, Tesla has a great marketing platform. <laughs> marketing platform. And you know what? I'm not even sure if they have a marketing platform, but they have a PR platform. Right, right, right. So it's it's kind of like this whole thing where um, it's like, fuck, how much do we have to spoon feed people? All right, all right. So I'm getting really kind of upset in that space of, like, um, all these people talking about what needs to be done to fix things, and those people aren't doing shit. They are just talk, 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 or worse, pointing at people, specifically politicians. What a horrible, awful person. What a monster. What a – and it's kind of like, you know what? You're not all that different. You know, in fact, I can't help but think that if you were in that same office, whatever the office is you're pointing at, I'll bet you do worse. You know, it's like uh, because you really don't give a shit. And, and so I'm, I've kind of got a lot of anger going on this last week in this space. But, all right, here's here's the thing. Um, and it, it's like, okay, a, a blog or or whatever – but but it's it's a business and so many people it's like you give them this stuff and they're like oh my job I hate my job I got to get out of the brown cloud I want to change things and I want it to be different and so like well what are you doing not a fucking thing not even reading a fucking book well I, I do some Facebook posts and I hold a sign <laughs> shit <laughs> <laughs> I bought I bought the, the the lights I bought these light bulbs oh don't do that oh dick. <laughs> All right, all right. All right. So it's kind of like, all right, we, so we're trying to spell it out. I mean, and so then I try to tell people, like, okay, you know, residual income streams. They're like, oh, I'm all about residual income streams. Oh, yeah? Tell me what you've done. Nothing. Nothing at all. But, you know, I can spell it. Um, you know, I think I can spell. I can write it out, residual income streams, uh, I think. And so, and, and then um, that's about it. That's about all. And it's like uh, uh, there was uh, uh, one person who has a YouTube channel, and, and she actually posted something about rocket mass heaters. And and I said, uh, okay, so you, you wrote something about rocket mass heaters. I've got a 50% affiliate fee for my rocket mass heaters. 
you you could have just put that in the description. Just in the description, there's a link. Here's here's a here's some dumbass DVDs by a giant doofus. You know, whatever. And it's like, and here's here's the uh, affiliate link. And then maybe she'd have sold a one copy a year and gotten back like fifty bucks. You know, and so she'd have made fifty bucks a year, five hundred dollars over ten years from that link. And and uh, but no, she she didn't she didn't put it there. But she did talk about how man. Times are tough. Money's tight. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, all right. So, yeah, there's lots of tools that can help you reduce your income. And I think that's part of becoming the prepper. That's the prepper permaculture side. Putting a rocket mass heater in is going to save you a lot of money. And they're fairly inexpensive to do. A lot of work, though. Um, So I think when I look at reducing expenses, I look at that as the same as a residual expenses, I looked at, at that as the same as uh, residual incomes. They play in the same same part. Um, and so the first thing I recommend to people is to reduce your expenses and then go for the residual incomes, or if you can, do them both at the same time. Um, but they're both, both great ways to do it. One way that everybody talks about and nobody seems to fucking do is reduce your expenses and then don't just like have that extra money. Like don't put it in a savings account because the, the, the money that you're going to get back from your savings account is shit. It's dog shit. Put it into building these residual incomes or put it into reducing your debt down to fucking zero. Because your debt is costing you four to twenty percent or higher. Oh, right, I mean, right. It goes crazy. Yeah, you can get that down. Well, there's four or twenty percent more money you have to put into additional residual income streams, and it's such a no-brainer to me. But people do it like crazy. Uh, buy, got to buy the new Tesla car and put a fuckload of money into it, and uh, have this huge percentage they have to pay off. So Julia said uh, it helps if you call it a mason heater. And so then, and then here is my. Unfortunately, I know Julia, so I'm going to say a, a mean thing, but. Um, Julia will roll with it. I want to say, okay, so here's here's what you do, Julia. You create the web page that says exactly the thing you think it should say. Oh, she's calling me a meanie now. Uh, <laughs> uh, so uh, create the web page that says exactly what you think it should say, and then in- include your uh, affiliate links. You know, and and it's like call it a masonry heater, or or better yet, make the web page have a bunch of SEO for masonry heater. Um, or, you know, great. Um, and then as far as prepper stuff, what Josiah is talking about, it's like, I'll bet there's gotta be like a thousand prepper websites out there. And I'm, maybe I've looked at two of them and only then because somebody said, go look at what this survival podcast said on this thing or something like that. Yeah. Okay. Would you call the survival podcast a, a prepper site? Probably, maybe. Fuck yeah. Uh, yeah, okay. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I'm, an, I'm an expert there. It's the, <laughs> the best expert. one. I think it's the best one. Anyway. Okay. So, uh, I would, I mean, the big thing is, is it's like, uh, get your stuff listed out at, uh, these, these websites for, uh, masonry heater, you know, whatever, whatever it is that you're thinking is, is like the magic words. Oh, she says, I'm getting in the middle of a conversation. Scroll up to see why I said that. Yeah, she said, yeah. you can have a rocket mass heater in a house in Portland. The code has been developed. Oh, okay. All right. So she's, you call it a mystery so she's just trying to help somebody who's, like, writing in the little commenting thing. I didn't see that. Yeah, I, I'm just glancing. Meanie. You big yeah. fucking meanie. <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> okay. Uh, anyway. Okay. That well, that that whole conversation of writing the things in the prepper blogs. All right. If you're going to call it masonry heating or whatever, you're you're finding better ways of doing things. Uh, if you want. It would be very nice and helpful to share that with others. Email Paul and say, hey, I called it a masonry heater, and I'm getting, like, this many clicks. Is that more than you're getting? Things like that. That helps. But that um, to go back to writing things, if you're going to write blogs, I recommend that you do write the blog, but also and put your affiliate links in. This is what the materials that I'm using to build this thing. Here's the affiliate link to, you know, buy that thing. Um, and then also take that article and go to all the related uh, Facebook groups, the related um, forums that are out there, and post that content to there as well. Um, it might not help with your Google analytics, but it does help spread the word, and it helps other content creators because they're getting, uh, they're getting information back from their links. Just put a link to all the places that you put it at the bottom of the article, all the places you've, you've placed that article. And then the content creators are happy, the forum moderators are happy. Uh, it help. Okay, Julie's also saying it help, it's to so, help insurance companies for the... You can, <laughs> attend, you can attend a workshop on permaculture and you can take some pictures of the workshop. I mean, I think nearly every permaculture workshop I've ever been to, it's been like, take all the pictures and video you want, uh, with the exception of sepulcher stuff, because that's, that stuff just gets weird. It's like, yes, you can, but no, you can't. Don't you dare, but go ahead. You know, it's like, I don't understand. It's confusing as hell. But the, but everything else, it's like, uh, 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 take some pictures, take the video, Whatever, and then and then put some uh, some clips up on YouTube that are excerpts from the video or something, and uh, um, and then it pays you something like uh, a dollar per thousand views or something like that. But okay. also, yeah. I very important I think is to when you do that, you go to the workshop, look at all of the tools they're using, look at all of the equipment that's happening around you. And list that in your article with links. That's a great way to make money. Um, and not only that, but by going to someone else's workshop. So let's say you're paying three hundred dollars to go to a workshop. There's three projects going on. Each of those projects costs about a thousand dollars to do, but they can afford it because they've got people coming into their workshop to cover that expenses okay well there's three thousand dollars worth of shit you don't have to build you spend three hundred dollars to get the resources to get there and now you have all of that content which otherwise would have cost you twenty seven hundred dollars to do yourself you have all of that content now i i saw a thing on youtube so youtube you go on youtube and youtube says here's here's a youtube video i think you ought to watch and and it suggests something. There was one where it was a guy who was saying how to make like a thousand dollars a day on YouTube, and I was kind of like, oh, well, I'd like to make a thousand dollars a day. And of course, it doesn't actually tell you how to make a thousand dollars. Get two million subscribers. Step one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but but he did say some interesting stuff. He said like a lot of people put together videos and if they can get people to watch them then they, then some people get only like 35 cents per thousand views and other people might get as much as like uh four dollars per thousand views and uh and he says but 
but don't, you know, that's, that's crap. And then he talked about this other thing about, you know, get sponsorship and that, that gets you like, like five to eight dollars per thousand views. And he says, but you know what? What brings in like $40 per thousand views is an affiliate program. And, and so it's like, yeah, so that's, so here I am, I'm offering my stuff for a 50% affiliate fee and it's kind of like, Okay, all right, those people that want to, you know, do what this guy says, apparently you can get a thousand dollars a day. I, I don't know how that works, but, um, uh, it's, it's a possibility. It's a path. I, I kind of want to go back to the baby steps. Wait, I want to hit on that real quick. Okay, okay. So there's, so you're offering a great combination for people. You have the workshop, which they can go and attend. They get all of this content from the workshop, list all of the products that are used, the shovels, everything. All, list all of those things with affiliate, Amazon affiliate links or whatever you want to do for affiliate links. Write your article and then you have a direct correlation with products that Paul's offering that are, have a 40, 50% affiliate fee that you can add also into that article. Yeah, and and so and already, uh, Paul's already created the content for you. Instead of now, you're just writing this article, but he's created content that would have been many, many other articles for you to write. It's already there, and you could still write those articles and include the links to. And here's a fucking DVD set on the subject. I I think we've seen examples on YouTube of uh, webs of of YouTube channels where. The videos that they're showing are not that profound, and they're getting massive views. Yeah, you and don't so, have to be a Hollywood star to make a good content. It's all about content and delivery. Having good content and good delivery, I think, is what oh, you can look for. In the, if there in the was industry. good content and good delivery, they would be doing even better than they are. I think that's the point I make because a lot of people are kind of like, oh, I don't have whatever it takes to be able to, and it's kind of like, it seems to me you don't. <laughs> well, start. I don't have anything all that profound. It's like, uh, I, I mean, when I started on YouTube, I was putting out like there was nothing about rocket mass heaters, and I put up a video about rocket mass heaters. There's uh, m- most of the content that I put up, there was nothing like it anywhere on YouTube. Some of it, there was nothing like it anywhere on all of the Internet. So you have something unique. Well, that's when something unique is what I did, you know, a decade ago. And and now there's people that are putting up videos that seem to be like, I live on a homestead, and here's a video about nothing. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm going to stand in front of the camera with a, doing selfie mode, and uh, I'm not even that particularly good-looking person. And uh, somehow, it, you know... It's getting massive views, and it's like well, clearly there's a lot of people that are desperate enough for content to have watched that. Well, content. So if if you're to the point where you're worried about the content and the delivery, well, it goes back to content. Um, you uh, if you're worried about the delivery, that means you've probably already covered the content. So if you have something unique that you're putting out on the internet uh, in video format or article format, you don't have to worry about the delivery as much the delivery comes later as as important rank on on what's important to you what what ranks most important to you because you want to be the early adopter you want to just get it out there and get people looking into it so that's something great about being the unique first first to market yeah. sure putting out good content 
is definitely better than putting out lame content. Yeah. My point is, is that it seems that lame content's doing pretty good these days. And It'll so, still do good. It's not going to, I mean, the better you do, the better it's going to do. But yeah, yeah you can still yeah. get, a, you can still do it. Entry level, a fucking cell phone is all you need. You can still get out there and get started with just that. And you don't even have to talk very well. <laughs> okay. So then in the world of, of YouTube, then um, there's but ways I, to... I will say okay. one one note on uh, doing that, like if you're doing cell phone, the most important thing is going to be the audio. Don't oh, worry yeah. so much about the video, but it's not as important. It's, it is important. It's nice. But the audio is the most important thing. So, right. So. Audio is ten times more important than the actual video. Yeah. 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 All right. So um, uh, the key is, is that it's like, all right, you can go onto YouTube, you can put stuff out there. If you can get a lot of views, then you know, yay. And then, of course, with your videos, um, there's there's the money that you could get from YouTube eventually. Now, I think YouTube has some rules about like, they'll start paying you when your channel gets big enough. And it's like, well, the way that your channel gets big enough is that you gotta start actually putting videos in. Um, so uh, in order to catch a fish, you gotta put a line in the water. Um, so there's there's that kind of thing. Then uh, the next thing is is not everybody's into video. Not everybody's into writing. And it's like earlier I talked about how you can have a residual income stream without writing anything or making any video. You just you just get the uh, the AdWords pipe and hook it up to an affiliate program. Boom, you're done. And money's coming in. You didn't have to have any creative anything. You didn't have to happen along something worth videoing in or, or taking a picture of or whatever. Then there's sites where it's like if you do take pictures of interesting things and uh, you're a great photographer, they got the stock photography sites. And you can set them up and say, if somebody uses this picture at the low resolution, then I get 10 bucks. But if they use it at the mega super high resolution, then I get $1,000. That was on my list. Photo licensing, uh, Shutterstock is a great, great uh, website for that. Um, and also down that same route, if you're into music, melodies, just tiny little melodies that I can put into my YouTube videos. I'll pay you for that melody if it's a good melody. And so there's websites where you can just sell, like you just playing strumming something on the guitar for ten seconds, and I can use that and loop it. And, and so yeah, you can sell just that. Another thing is is one-off T-shirt sites. If you're a graphic artist, you can put a lot of cool stuff on T-shirts. And um, uh, and then, of course, we have tons of free stuff on Permies to promote any of these things that you want to do. Free. It's totally free. It doesn't get any freer. Um, now, we've got some stuff where you could pay also, but just by doing the free stuff. In fact, you can do more with the free stuff than you can with the pay stuff, but it takes work. You gotta, you know, if, if you go out and you write one post, here's my stuff, and you just leave it there, then it's not gonna do really well. But if you're an active member of Permies, then it, all your posts start to do better and better and better. Um, but then yeah, you can go and say, I want Permies to direct a bunch of attention to this one post. And you could do that. So, um, alright, alright. Uh, well, more stuff. Yeah, you'd mentioned um, selling shirts, things like that. I would say that you don't even have to be a good graphics artist yourself. Just have a friend or find a graphics artist. 
maybe you're paying $300 for a graphic. Maybe you're paying $50 for a graphic from them. But, yeah, putting them on T-shirts, mugs, shit like that, you can sell it that way. It's not a lot of money, but it is that $1 a month thing or $5 a month thing. Um, it's it's very – because the margins are so bad for that stuff, like you're going to make – all right, if I sell a T-shirt, well, the nice thing about doing it this way is that you don't have to carry worry about shipping. Like if you go through um, – I can't remember the name. There's the uh, print something. Anyway, there's websites out there where you just put the logo on there, pick your shirt, where you want it on the shirt, and and they'll give you a link where you can sell it. I mean, you can do it easy as that. Uh, Printful, I think, is called one of one of the websites. Um, they take care of shipping, inventory, all of that shit. And but you're only going to get like a dollar for everything you sell, or fifty cents for everything you sell. That's okay. Because over time, it's going to build up. And it doesn't even have to be that great. It could just be a funny saying. It could be a meme that's already on the Internet. I mean, this, the, that's not copyrighted, of course. Uh, <laughs> it's all that, that kind of stuff. So there's one way. Um, another way that ties in with that is drop shipping e-commerce sites. So drop shipping works the same way as what I was just talking about with the T-shirt company. You make up the product. And they take care of the shipping. They take care of the inventory management. Well, there's drop shipping companies, manufacturers that are already selling products. Well, if you're writing blog articles about these different products, and instead of going through linking Amazon affiliates, you can link buy now right there from your website to one of these drop shipping manufacturers that make that product. You're getting more than what Amazon affiliates going to give you, and you don't have to worry about inventory or shipping or any of that shit. And then on that same website. Your apparel, T-shirts, mugs, all that shit, they can buy right there as well. So, yeah, there's another way that you're combining the three. You're combining your content, your articles, your videos, whatever it is, in a blog format with all your affiliate links. You're combining the e-commerce shopping cart experience. This is all the shit I have to sell. And you're not having to do inventory or any of that. And then you're also selling, and here's apparel, cool mugs, T-shirts, things like that. Uh, and all of that is um, a couple of hours out of your your week to do that. You know, for a lot of this stuff, uh, the permies.com digital market uh, that we've set up um, will 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 handle a lot of that, like the the pictures or the or ebooks. Um, and so, if if people want to, if they've written an ebook and they want to sell it for five bucks, they can put it on the permies.com digital market, and uh, permies just takes one percent. And that's a great way if you don't have want to fuck with a website. Like you're like, I don't know anything yeah. about websites, any of that shit. Or that's a great place where you can market it. And another great thing about going to these different forums, going to permies, things like that, is they already have the audience. One of the hardest things for people is getting the audience, getting building up your newsletter, things like that. And that's another thing is newsletters. I think it's the you know, ultimate goal. Um, or a top priority should be with your YouTube videos, with your articles, getting them to uh, subscribe to your newsletter where you're sharing this content with them within a newsletter. And make sure your newsletter isn't just like, here's an affiliate product I'm selling. Buy it. That should not be your newsletter. Your newsletter should be, here's some great content. Here's an article or at least half of the article I wrote. Click here to read the rest. Um, and also here's... Uh, the link to the product you can buy. Right. In newsletter. So now, okay, so so we've gotten far enough. We've got a lot. There's tons more stuff that people could do for residual income. 
mm-hmm. um, whether, whether you're creating something or not creating something. But I, I just want to point out that the thing that frustrates me is that here's all these people, and I want to help them get out of the rat race. And and it's like you're right. Part of it is reduce your expenses. And and I think a great book for that is Early Retirement Extreme. Although and although that book is really good, and he got his expenses down from like three thousand dollars a month down to like five hundred dollars a month. Um, and he talked about what he did to to get there. And it's kind of like the point of the book is how extreme do you want to go? It's called Early Retirement Extreme. I think it's by Jacob Lund Fisker. It's a great book. I, now, Paul, you you introduced me to that book years ago, and that's what got me a lot of way down the route I went. It's an it. excellent book. Yeah, it's a good book. And I got a podcast with the author about the book um, and about the whole concept, Early Retirement Extreme. Mm-hmm. Now, the one thing that the book pushes to get early retirement, and he's basically saying you can retire in three years, but your but your changes are going to have to be really extreme. And and it's like and so that's a big part of the book is the extreme part and it's kind of like how extreme are you comfortable with? Maybe you're willing to try you know twenty percent extreme the first year and then each year you try to add on another ten percent to your extreme. There it is. Yeah, and actually I'm not going to share the affiliate link. So what I could be doing right now is sharing my affiliate link with you guys so that when you click on it to buy this book, I get uh, a portion of that. Um, but I'll we just... have a we have a thread for the book out at Permies, <laughs> which <laughs> of course has an affiliate link. But even more than that, um, you can go uh, onto the book and you can give it a review. Oh, so look, somebody! Uh, oh, you posted the link. You posted the link. That's not um, your link. That's just the direct Amazon link. No affiliate link. Okay. So, um, but you can review the book, and it goes into our book review grid, which has more than a hundred books in it um, out of Permies. I, we have a really amazing book review grid. So right. what Paul could be doing right now is linking that. Yeah, but who watches? Uh, like some, you, you told me there's like several thousand people that are watching this live when we do it every week, but they're like on Facebook, right? Right. So right you'd now, have to like twenty people that are like seeing the link that I'm posting because you got to be on on in on the program to see that stuff. And Facebook just so it's all you people on Facebook. I just want to say Facebook so disgusts me, and and it's like, first of all, Facebook and Google hate each other. Um, but but even more than that, it's like, uh, uh, of course, Permies. I I think Permies is better. Our our discussions are designed to be perennial, so we could talk about permaculture long term. And Facebook, it's kind of like, no, what's your discussion today? And then in a few days, I'm going to just wash this away. What's your discussion in 30 seconds? Okay. So (laughs) then it's gone. And I kind of, I I love how Permies is designed for perennial discussion. We can pick, there's a thread that might be five years old and we'll start talking about, somebody will post a reply to it. Next thing you know, we're all there talking about it again. But all the old discussion is still there. So you don't have to go repeat. Anyway. I want to go into a couple more deals. I want you to do that too. I just want to say, like, I find it really frustrating that um, I try to – people tell me about how they want to get out, and it's kind of like, okay, with early – oh, we were talking about early retirement extreme. And with early retirement extreme is basically, okay, cut your expenses low and invest wisely. And it's like that's the invest wisely part. It's like, you know, um, that's that one's gambling. 
you know, invest wisely is the smartest way to go. It's just, what are you investing in? If you mean invest in the stock market, go fuck yourself. I'm probably, I mean, I'll do it. I'll do it for like, um, I'll do a little stock market investing, but it's nothing like I'm not playing that game. What I'll invest in is like, I'm pretty sure steel's going to do pretty good forever. <laughs> so I'll put some money into steel. Wait till Reardon metal comes out. Yeah. <laughs> okay, sorry. It's, uh, I, I'm gonna. Just, I'm just. I'm probably pissing people off by saying that. Okay. Uh, um, what? Why? Thing, oh, oh, because they don't like Ayn Rand. Because some people hate that book. Um, but don't. Now you've really done it. You said the author's name. I. You can I almost get away with it if you just mention a character in the book or a little a little funny thing in the book. Um, uh, all right. So the key is is that in early retirement extreme, Jacob Lundfisker says, uh, cut your expenses way down and invest wisely. But the, the thing is is that, and while I have some great stories about things that have worked out for me, um, I'm sure if I thought really hard, I'd find some investments that did not go well. Um, uh, but setting all that aside, um, I I just have a hard time with invest wisely. And so, but instead, and the other thing is, is like, you got to keep working your day job. And, and the thing I'm saying is, is that if you can do residual income streams, it's better because like basically in early retirement, it's like, okay, first get a million dollars, <laughs> then live off the money that comes from the million dollars. And, and I'm kind of thinking like that first step, get a million dollars. For some people, and, and granted, it can be done. You got to work really hard. I think I think I'm going to hurt myself if I try any harder to lead people to a million dollars. Like, okay, I've set the affiliate rate at fifty percent. Okay, I'm spelling it. Out. Get AdWords and connect it to the affiliate program. Money comes in every month, and you don't do anything else. It's like uh, it's, it's driving me nuts how much I spell it. Okay. So what I'm trying to say is instead of get a million dollars, do this stuff for residual income streams because then you're going to go get the million dollars, but you've got even more money coming in every month than if you did have a million dollars. And, and you'd invest it wisely. Michelle saying, I love the permaculture millionaire story on permies.com. That would be the story of uh, Gert. Uh, so the, 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 I think the title of it is, are there already millions of permaculture millionaires? But now that's a podcast for another day, or that's a smackdown for another day. Um, and so, all right, now the final point I want to make, and this thing I've been trying to get to by talking about early retirement extreme and all that, is that I try to mention this stuff to people, and it's like, um, I don't know, you know, because sometimes I get out of my office, like, like not that long ago I had to go to a, a funeral, with Jocelyn, and and so there's all these people. Sometimes there's people I don't know. Sometimes people recognize me. Sometimes um, uh, people are like, in fact, at, at the at the funeral. I'm at the funeral. I'm off in a corner by myself because it's like, I I don't even know the person who died. I'm here with Jocelyn, <laughs> and and so I'm thinking, no one here knows me. I am I am jocelyn's guy that's that's the extent of you know but a few people spotted me and knew who i was and and came over and said some things but the thing is is that um whenever i try to mention these things okay i'm in a one-by-one situation i'm i'm not i'm not in the smackdown i'm not writing something i'm at an event and my job is to don't make people cry any more than they're already crying okay (laughs) 
<laughs> Jocelyn never said that. I, I just made that up. Yeah. <laughs> but but, I, I would have said that to you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, I think most people would have said that to me. Uh, Jocelyn's just too polite. So, uh, um, uh, so I'm trying to be quiet and stay out of the way. And of course, you sit down at an event like this, and then it's, and then you're visiting with somebody, and and then you're like, oh, I want to do these things, and um, then it, then it comes. Oh, but you know, but I don't know, I you know, I don't know what to cut on my, I can't cut anything on my expenses. I mean, I've got three car payments and a mortgage, and I've got a four thousand square foot house I live in by myself, and I've got, you know, I can't give up any of this stuff. I can't do that. And then at the same time, you know. I'm not really a writer. I can't write. And I'm not, I don't like to video things. I'm not, that's not who I am. And, uh, and so it's like, you know, you try to help them out and they're like, but I really want to, and it's like, it turns out you're perfectly comfortable working the job that you hate for the rest of your life. I mean, I've, 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 I've basically, you know, uh, handed it to you and then I put a layer of candy coating on it for you. I mean, I don't know how, much easier I could make it for you, and, think, and they still don't want it. And I it's think, like, okay, good. The, the biggest thing for people is the leap. I think once you take the leap, just just say like, okay, you know how you go on those fucking diets and they never last. Just go on the diet, like just try it for a month, and see what happens. That's just take the leap, dedicate a month. Just say I'm going to do it for a month. And just see what happens. Get into it a little bit. Think of it as like I'm just a, I'm going to dedicate a month to this just to see what happens, and just give it a shot. I I think that, that, that that's a good idea. Um, I mean, I kind of feel like part of it is is do whatever you think is cool, and it's weird how it can turn into residual income streams. Yeah, I mean that's what happened to me. I think what what happens when they get into this thing, like when they take that leap, is during that month they're like, "Oh, this is fun! Like, th- there's cool things and I'm new things and I'm learning. I'm engaged. I'm not just sitting in front of the TV. Like, <laughs> I'm actually enjoying life a little bit." And and so I I am a stupid fuck I, because. I I hear people stuff and it's like it's you know how they want to get out. And then I go and I work my ass off to help them get out. And, and, and it's like, but then they don't want to touch it. They, they're, they're upset about the people in government doing terrible things. I, I sent out something on the dailyish email yesterday. I sent something out. It was yesterday. And basically what I did was I told 47,000 people not an exaggeration, 47,000 people, I said, um, whether YouTube shows videos of permaculture stuff or um, music videos to people is not up to me. It's entirely up to you. And and so basically it's like, uh, um, do you want more people to understand about the problems of this world? Or better yet, do you want more people to understand how to solve the problems of this world. Um, all you got to do is when you see something on YouTube that is in that vein, then you like it, you subscribe, you click the little bell, you leave a comment, uh, 
I think there's something at the top where you say add to, and then you say add to like watch later, and uh, and then share. There's a share button there, and you can share it on your fucking Facebook or other dumb fuck places to go on the internet. But because you did all these little things, then YouTube is like, wow, this person really liked this. If this person really liked it, other people will really like it. So now I've seen videos that are a day old, and they have over a million views. And they also have 900,000 likes. And they have like 700,000 comments. I mean... Nearly everybody who's watched it hit the like button. Whereas I think in the world of permaculture, what's going on is, is that 10,000 people will watch a video and a hundred of them will like it. And now you wonder why hardly anybody sees this video compared to some drek. There's marketing things you can do for that. Um, so one of the ideas that I had for residual income streams is an ebook. Doesn't even have to be a long ebook. It could be 20 pages, things like that. But if you have an ebook, that's a great marketing tool to use. Is that I have this ebook. Normally it's five bucks, three bucks, whatever. Um, but if you hit subscribe, if you share the video and subscribe to the newsletter, do those three things. I'll check them. I'll send it to you for free send you that ebook for free things like that and it works people do it like they will hit subscribe they will share the link to facebook and then they will subscribe to the newsletter and you they get a free ebook out of the deal how do you tell if they if they did all those things you go and check you just look at their their profile to see if they like you they subscribe to you they shared it on facebook huh I'm going to have to – oh, that's on Facebook. Okay. All right. All right. I was thinking YouTube. I was thinking like, man, I don't know. You, I guess, you know, all right. All right. So it's on Facebook. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So the uh, next- to finish my story, to finish what I was saying, oh, go ahead. the important thing is, is I thought, oh, man, I'm sending this out to 47,000 people. I'm going – because I get an email every time somebody comments on one of my videos. I'm thinking like, oh, wow, what have I done? I am going to get flooded with a 1,000 emails from all the people being really awesome, and and I think I got six. Yeah, so it's kind of like, all right, well, I guess people – I guess their interests are different than what they say. Well, I – I think a big part of it is tying it to something that's common in everyday life. Like if you can make a video about something else that's common in everyday life and then tie it into that product that you're making. Okay, so like uh, how to split wood video or something that like most people or a lot of people are doing and they're going to want to watch this cool video or like coolest way is to split wood. And then in that video, you're like, and now I take the wood over to my rocket mass heater. That might that that kind of tie-in um, where you're trying to engage outside audiences that wouldn't just be searching for rocket mass heater. They might be searching for how to split wood, and then you bring them into, and this is a rocket mass heater, or, and this is the axe that I've made, whatever whatever your thing, your thing is. Sure. All right, back to your list of residual income streams. Yeah, so, uh, all right, I want to make video, I, I think it is, video is a great way to go about this guys and i know a lot of people are worried about video or scared of it just literally just get a little microphone so you get some decent audio 
plug it into your cell phone and just start filming things, um, going to courses, filming those, building projects. Maybe you have a hobby. Maybe you're into RC cars or fixing stuff around your house. Whatever it is, just make the video. Be very descriptive in your video. And this is important. This is important for a couple of reasons. When you're very descriptive, you're listing things. You're talking about a lot of things. The more you talk about, those are more like affiliate links you can add into your videos because people are going to want to, oh, I want to get that product. Where do you find it? Or and it drives me fucking nuts when I'm watching a video, they're showing something. And then I look in, I'm looking in the comments bec- or the, uh, the content section of the video because I want the affiliate link. I want a, that product. And if it's not there, it drives me nuts. Do it. Add that. So you're very descriptive when you're doing your video. And think of it this way. Because the reason you want to be very descriptive is that, getting those affiliate link things, and it's easy to turn video into podcasts. How many people commute to work every day? How many people go for jobs every day? They're listening to podcasts, a lot of those people. And so if you're very descriptive in your video, you can take that audio and it makes great podcasts where people just listening in their car or listening in their headphones. And then on those podcast notes, all your affiliate links can go there as well. Um, I, here's another way to write ebooks. And sorry to interrupt. Um, but but uh, a good way is, is to go on to permies.com and find the topics that are of interest to you and then reply and write out what you think is a, is a clear way to spell out to people how, you know, the answer to whatever the question is being asked. Then after, I don't know, maybe six months, go back and look at all the posts you've written. And a lot of times you can take like a third of those posts and cobble them together into a book. Oh, yeah. Yeah, or, uh, yeah, you can expand on other people's ideas, like topics you're interested in, replying to those, um, writing your own topics, just starting them to see what replies are and build build up your knowledge base of that subject that you want to include in a book. Absolutely. Um, and posting your articles into the permies, like even if it's snippets of it, like I want to expand on this idea. I'm working on this article. I want to expand on this idea. Uh, post it in there and see what kind of comments you get because it can help you write out that article a lot easier. Um, Another one is is that you're kind of uh, going to, instead of writing about something that you already know, you can ask questions. Yeah. And it's like, you know, ask really good questions and then get the responses back. Then when you go to Cobble together your book, just contact those people and say, I'm making a little ebook. Can I use what you said in my stuff? All right, so... Next thing is the next thing that comes after you've started doing this stuff just for the month, just trying it out. All right, you're building up all of this content. You're talking about all these cool things. You may be writing an ebook. You may be doing podcasts. You may be doing videos. You may be doing all of those things. The next thing, based off all that information you've gathered, especially if you've gotten to the point where you're writing an ebook, it's course time. Start doing some online educational courses, and that's a great residual income. You you do your course, you film it. Uh, some places you can do lower quality stuff. Permethos, where you have kind of a higher quality margin, I like to think. Um, but you start doing video courses. You put out your content as in a course format, online educational course format, which is essentially like reading an ebook or doing the videos you're already doing. It's just organized. 
you start doing that. And then once a month, once every three months, depending on your course, you go on to a video session like we're doing here with the classmates and you talk about things, you answer questions, you expand on, on stuff that's in your course, maybe add a couple videos to your course. But it's, you, you, it's the same thing. You've doing, done this large upfront work, um, and you get a lot of passive income. Could be three hundred dollars for every person that buys your course. I mean, this, so there's another great way to get a, pay, a passive income is, is online educational courses. Um, and when you're doing all of these things, you're right, making these books, podcasts, videos, courses, Patreon. There's another. You're getting paid for every time you you make one by people that are like, I really like what this guy's doing. I'm going to support this guy or gal's doing. I'm going to support it. Um, some other things as far as getting expenses down. This isn't for everybody, but it worked great for me, and it's working a lot for a lot of people out there. RVs. People are moving into RVs because it's so fucking expensive to get property. It's so expensive to rent, um, and you don't have to build a house. It's a great starter way to get through life, or it's a great way to go travel, especially if you're doing these online educational things or um, passive income things, and you start getting that income coming in. It's very low expenses, and you can travel uh, online jobs, things like that. Um, I think that's a great way. It's not for everybody. It's hard when you have like kids, things like that. But some people do it with even kids. Get an RV to get a truck camper, whatever. Try living in that. Try it for a month before you 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 know go all out in it, into it. But that's another thing that I would think would be a great topic in uh, early retirement extreme is doing the RV life. And because there's so many people doing that now, a lot of people are getting into RV living. There's another residual income. If you have a place, even if you're renting, a lot of people do this. Rent your driveway out. A lot of people are looking, hey, all I need, oh, right. all I need is a plug-in. I need power. So how much is power going to cost per month for this person to run in their RV? Where do you live? I mean, that can, if they have AC in their RV and you live in a hot place, that might get expensive, but just make sure you, you know, your rent your rent cost is uh, in tune with that. But, yeah, just rent your driveway. There could be, like, an extra spot on the side of your house, gravel area or whatever. Um, RV, rent an RV, and it's easy to evict them. Get your fucking vehicle off my property. Here comes the tow truck. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, let's see here. Renting a room in your house. Once you get into that realm, when you're renting houses or renting rooms in your house, um, make sure you're looking at the legal stuff because some places suck for that. Other places are great. Get out, you're out. Um, but but that's another great way to get some passive income. Um, car advertising. Do you drive a lot? Commute to work. There's like companies. There's a one called the Carvertise. You just put like stickers on your car, and they pay you for having the sticker on your car. Um. So there's another just like passive income. If you don't give a shit about having I don't know, a stripper on your car, whatever they put. I don't know what they put. <laughs> it's probably, it's like energy drinks, shit like that. Um, if you don't care about having, I don't, put it on your car. You get some passive income. You can get 50 bucks a month just for having like a Red Bull sticker on your car. I don't know if that's the right price, but the, you get money that way. I've heard it's hundreds of dollars a month. It depends. You could cover your fucking car and get, yeah. Yeah, but you have to put on a certain number of miles on your car. Mm-hmm. Um, which is kind of contrary to the values that we're looking for, and you got to keep your car really, really clean. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's, it's just a, another passive income. Hey, you got an electric car? 
Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, um, another great one that we haven't talked about it. I hope people don't miss. Renting your shit on Craigslist. Renting your stuff. You got an extra table and chairs, you can rent those. You got a, a party tent, you can rent that. You got tools, maybe you got cameras, expense, more expensive things that people don't want to invest a bunch of money into for one-off projects. Extension ladders, rent, you can rent those out on Craigslist. That, 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 I think, uh, we're, we're good. We're 20 minutes over. So I think we've covered a lot and there was a lot, uh, a lot of good stuff in there, I hope, for people. So I know that, uh, um, one of the big things that you're pushing earlier on, which I think is indeed important, but I mean, we're trying to talk about residual income streams, which is to get, get to the point. And I think what happens is, is you, you've got $5,000 a month coming in, and then at some point you realize, you got $5,000 a month coming in from your day job, but you've got $2,500 a month coming in from your residual income streams. And, and so then <clears throat> it, the next thing is, is that I know that like, uh, when I was what, 23, I mean, I had all those student loans and I had credit card debt. I had all, all the, the dumb fuckery from when I was younger and um, I rented a room. I called it the hovel. It was a hundred and ten dollars a month, and uh, that may have been overpriced. <laughs> and uh, uh, I lived there for uh, two years um, uh, while just wiping out all my debts. I lived super frugal, and uh, then I became debt free. Um, I think it took me about two years to just wipe everything out. Um, uh, by just being super, super, I was just tired of being a slave to the choices of my past self. It's ultra important. And it's, and it's the first step you need to take before realizing you don't need that fucking day job. Like, I can do it on my own. I can build my own company or I can, um, live a frugal life and make, make enough money that I'm living just happy making $10,000 a year or whatever you're making, uh, off your, passive residual income um and permaculture you got to combine it with permaculture it doesn't work um yeah yeah absolutely um getting your debt is so important getting that debt pay off never doing debt again buy a used car if you need a new car don't get a new car just buy a used car that's what i unless you got the cheddar like it's been working and you got the cheddar you can do it um just live that frugal life to get that debt paid off um and that's where permaculture and prepping comes in as well, I think. You're living that life. You're saving money by growing your own food. You're saving money by storing your own food, being prepared for getting laid off, things like that. Um, by living that, it's going to be easier to pay off your debts, and paying off your debts is so important. So the next thing is outside of residual income streams, but I think is critically important because the, the, the really great thing is if you got $2,500 a month coming in on residual income streams, and then you do, you drop your house. You're like, I'm out and, uh, and I've sold my cars and I've, I have liquidated. I've had eight garage sales that's, you know, thinned it down. Now everything I have fits into one car and I've got $2,500 a month coming in. Even if I go sit in a hammock all day and watch the clouds pass, $2,500 a month still keeps coming in month after month after month. And so now I'm living in that hammock and living in, and, and I'm going to go 
I'm going to go on an adventure. I'm going to go over here and over there, and I'm going to go and, and I'm going to rent a room over in this other city, and I'm going to see all the sights, and I'm going to now, now you're talking. Now, now you can do so much more. And then, of course, you know, I would strongly advocate going someplace where there's a, a bunch of permaculture stuff. Yeah, I was just going to say that. Once you're to that point, all those travels, that's just more content that you could be creating to build more residual income. Sure. Yeah. 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 Now, then there's agile income, and, and that's going to be work that you can do no matter where you live. So you're still talking about something, and, and for a lot of people, they they just can't quite do the residual income streams for whatever reason. They've got, like, some sort of um, personal brain block or something when it comes to residual income streams. But agile work they can do. And it's like there's there's going to be more and more work that you can do over the Internet. And so, uh, uh, for example, when Cassie worked for me, Cassie was in California, and uh, I'm in Montana. And it's like, so uh, that was one example. But I've got, like, for example, the stuff where it's the thread boost and people can collect the 40%, I would classify that as um, probably a combination of agile work and residual income streams. It kind of seems like you're going to um, – uh, uh, get somebody to buy the thread boost. You get to have the 40%. And then um, maybe every two or three months, you're going to have to have conversations with those people again about how they want to change things or do another thing or do more or whatever. But I do think that there could be instances where it's entirely a residual income stream where um, they, they buy the advertising and then a month later they buy more and a month later they buy more and you're not involved at all. It's all automated through the system. And then it, your PayPal account just gets bigger every month and you didn't do anything. But there are things that you can do that are online. And, and so we've got a bunch of stuff available at Permies, but then, you know, there's all kinds of stuff all over the Internet that you can do that's legitimate work. Basically, oh, yeah. whatever skill you got. There's also places that will pay you for shopping you already do. Like, if you buy a lot of stuff on Amazon, there's, like, companies that will pay you every time you go to Amazon and buy stuff. That's weird. Uh, or go to whatever. You pay your AT&T bill. Like, I, I can't remember the company names. But just look them up. There's, like, get paid to do your shopping or whatever. Um so that, uh, Paul, I feel like we could continue. I mean, there's like tons of stuff we could talk about. We didn't even get into health stuff, like how eating right and and doing permaculture. Eat, you're eating your own food. You're reducing your health costs, things like that uh, by exercising. I mean, there's all kinds of stuff we could talk about. I'll bet, court, call Paul, we could do a course on this if we want. <laughs> yes, that's true. Um, <laughs> it sounds like you're making wrapping up sounds, and I've got just a couple of more notes I want to squeeze in real quick. Along with Early Retirement Extreme, uh, there's also the book Mortgage Free by Rob Roy. Um, he's not the dead Scottish guy. He's actually an alive guy. Uh, uh, but he's also got books on, you know, uh, cordwood uh, homes and a bunch of other natural building things. But he's got a book called Mortgage Free. And the general uh, idea is you uh, cut way back on your expenses. You save up money for your grub stake. And then your grub stick is to buy your land and then build your first shitty house. You buy raw land and you build, you build a shack and then you build a tiny okay house and then you build your first proper house, which is still quite small, but you've, des- you've designed it in such a way that you can add on to it over the years. The idea is, is that you have a lovely large home and you never had a mortgage. Um, excellent book. 
smells a lot like early retirement extreme, only a lot more details on the natural building angle. Um, so let's see. Uh, the other thing is, is that with the uh, the forty percent affiliate fee on the Threadboost stuff, workshops, PDCs, events. I mean, like let's say somebody's got a workshop that they're trying to put together, and you're on the committee, and you can say, "Oh, I got a place where I could put it." You put it out there, and uh, I think most of the workshops that get posted get something like you know three thousand or four thousand views on Permies, which is probably far better than anything you posted out to Facebook ever. And uh, then if you throw a hundred bucks at it, it'll probably bump it up to like over ten thousand views, and uh, and that's like in order to get ten thousand views on a thread, the thread boost stuff probably had um, like five hundred thousand impressions around the rest of the site to draw attention to that one thread, and so it's like you know it's you get a hundred times more value at Permies than you do on Facebook. Yeah, well, one thing, yeah, one thing that I really like the idea for for on Permies is if I've got a product or an affiliate of a product, I can pay to have it thread boosted and say, anytime this word is mentioned, make it link to my thing. It's true. <laughs> I fucking love true. it. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, uh, workshops, PDCs, events, products, businesses, um, other affiliate programs, um, you know, and so those are all things that we boosted. And then whenever uh, you, you go ahead and you create the thread for somebody else, and then you check the little box that says, I want to be the affiliate for this thread, and then, then somebody comes and actually pays for the thread boost. So, like, your um, uh, group that you're part of actually pays for the thread boost, you get a 40% kickback, 40% affiliate. So... Those are my notes. I said everything. I'm good. I'm All ready right. to bail. Guys, I, I really hope you enjoyed this week's episode of Permaculture Smackdown. We talk about all kinds of stuff like this every week. Um, can't wait to see you next week. Thanks, thanks everybody, and thanks again, Paul. Hey, stick around, because if you are uh, one of our customers or Patreon supporters, you're probably in here. We spend a little extra time after the show with everybody. Um, if not, you're just seeing the stream, and goodbye. Bye! <laughs> Don't forget, go out to patreon.com slash paulwheaton and make a pledge for future artifacts.